So welcome to the Bun and Games podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and today we have a special episode because I'm joined by the talented Evelyn Moreau. You probably know Evelyn from primarily her art uh, on more projects that I can name off here, uh, but she's also the creator of Where the Wheat Grows Tall, His Arrival is Foretold, and many, many more. So welcome, Evelyn. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing fine. Working a lot on a lot of projects and commissions. Yeah. Any Are there any of those that you can talk about right now? Anything uh, in particular that, that'd be... Uh that you can plug? Well, right now, the big thing I'm doing, I think, is the, the artwork for the, a small sign about uh, crime-fighting luchadors written by Martin Willett, one of my few uh, in-real-life friends that I can see in person that do create role-playing game stuff. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a really fun project. Because, yeah. yeah, I've been like... seeing the art on your Patreon where uh, just the uh, the different the different luchador art looks really, really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a bit surprised that they did ask me because uh, I was not, you know, luchador is not one of my things. But I was like, oh, yeah, let's try to do something like out of my usual uh, interest. So and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I, I I was actually curious about that because cause I've seen all your art goes from, you know, stuff for like Liminal Horror or Mothership or, you know. Even stuff like, you know, just sort of Call Cthulhu kind of things. And so when I saw the, the luchador stuff, I was like, I had no idea that Evelyn was into, like, uh, luchador. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but but I would say that, uh, like, I, I'm into, like, uh, B-movies and, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, uh, uh, like uh, Grindhouse uh, movies and stuff. So there, there's a bit of connection with the old luchador's movies mm-hmm. uh, there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And well, also the channel is a bit kind of like yeah, B B movie comic books uh, about superheroes, B movie superheroes kind of. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and well, uh, speaking of superheroes, the, the also I did some of the art on the Longshot City, Longshot City. Uh, it's a Troika act. That is coming from Australian art. It is uh, like a superhero game using a Troika rule set as a as a base engine for for the game. Oh, cool! And, I've actually I've never played Troika, but I've seen a lot of stuff for Troika. Is that is that one of those like rules light OSR ones? Is that sort of like I, I haven't have you played it at all? Because I can't I can't remember off the top of my head what what's main yeah. vibe is. I I've played a bit, and it's uh. It's like uh, the fantasy fighting games uh, books uh, from the UK. Like it's kind of like OSR for for these. So like like it's inspired by their rule set and stuff. But but it's much more uh, a bit more complex than, than that. But but it's yeah it's about like complexity level kind of like a OSR other OSR games that are inspired from DMD. But it's interesting that it's a OSR game that take its roots somewhere else than from the yeah. DMD, yeah. Yeah, no, the the fight, fan, uh, uh, fighting fancy ones, the only stuff I know is uh, that there's the um, um, the Vintage RPG podcast talk about those. That's, that's my only connection to those because I had never heard them outside because I think they're, they're just like really British, I think, right? Because I think mostly Americans and Canadians have mostly gone to D&D when, the, when those were coming out. So I think it's not really huge here in Canada. I, don't, I haven't heard yeah. anybody here really talk about, about those older games other than British what, people. What? Yeah, whatever. When I was a kid, uh, they were in the, at the library at my high school, and, and I it's they were kind of my introduction to uh, oh really playing game before I you know I could have a group and yeah. like, like like interact with people. So I was reading this, and that made me like okay, 
role-playing game it's like that but with people around a table nice yeah no i i actually because i'm i'm from the generation that came in on 5e so i'm always excited or interested to hear at least how people got into the hobby because i think most people <laughs> comes in through 3.5 or 5e so whenever somebody's like oh yeah i just came in through this like totally different random rpg and now i'm playing all these different things i always think that's very fun um i have my my nieces were in town recently and i asked them if they're interested in rpgs and they're like oh yeah we've been talking about stuff so i'm thinking i might try and get them in outside of D and might bring them in with, with like vase and other stuff because they they love art so i might try and bring them into some obscure rpg that they will <laughs> that they'll have never heard of from anybody else <laughs> but um so you said this uh this troika game was about uh you said superheroes yeah yeah it's a superheroes game but a, a bit more street level than cosmic level kind of like uh daredevil, daredevil yeah. uh batman stuff but also with more like diversity of, of sort of powers but but yeah it's it's fun we are we were three three illustrator working on it and uh, i did like uh some of the npcs and the archetype i i did drew the the big map of the city like uh, there's a big map with all the Ooh. districts and stuff so that was a challenging map to do because it's a city map and i had to find a way to uh simplify it enough so that you can still see different you know element on the map without like getting like an over an uh, all over effect from the city uh, yeah 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 no i've seen your map work in general is like really really good and i think it does a good job being being distinct and easy to read um but if you're working with other artists do you do, are you kind of like independent on your art or do the three of you have to come together and sort of find like a a sort of consistent art style or do you guys all just sort of do your own thing and then just put into the project yeah for that project i was not in communication with the other artists i only saw their their work uh, near the end of the project uh so that was a good surprise but uh yeah it could be interesting for future project to work like uh more in coordination with mm -hmm. other artists I, I i will find that interesting yeah mm. anything else you're working on right now that you're allowed to talk about uh, there is uh, stuff that I'm working on for uh, Liminal Hour that I'm trying to produce for my by myself for um, getting ready for uh, Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I, w I hope to publish uh, some print, uh, some stuff in print. Like I, I want to do like Liminal High School uh, with a few extra random table and do a print of it. But, uh, yeah, October is coming quickly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I yes. <laughs> I know, it's already August. <laughs> no, that, that's that's totally fair. That's cool. Um, yeah, and uh, other small sign. My other tourists these days are a bit like also with uh, Cyborg and Markborg. Uh, I'm trying to do, like, small uh, sign for them. Uh, Cool. like pamphlet adventure and stuff uh, i've released one adventure that's called the feast for sphinx with uh sofia ramos as a co-author uh but that's only like a pdf adventure but but i'm trying to to make a print run out of it too like like recently i'm i'm like oh i need to get back to do prints so that's kind of in my mind but uh yeah i've yet to produce something yeah I, and, it's a whole extra bit of work right but i do hear it pays off to actually have print stuff that people can get because i know like there's a lot of people are still who like print over pdf though i do think that is changing somewhat yeah. but 
Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Some people prefer that. Uh, there was uh, recently there was a rep. I, I did two reprint of Where the Weeds Grow Tall uh, that were sent to uh, Monkey Boss Game and also to Ratty and Cantati uh, web stores. So, but there's only like twelve copy for each of these stores. So, you know, oh, okay. It's it's still it's still like very limited print runs. Yeah. Are they uh, are they the hardcover ones I saw, or are they like the the softcover ones like the one I got from the Kickstarter? Uh, this is the same print as a, as a Kickstarter. Nice. Uh, there's also somebody that recently contacted me to do like a, a special uh, deluxe print uh, with the interior color page in a, like old book fashion imitation. Uh, I'm curious to see where did that will go, but I, I, I don't have enough information yet. Yeah, it's too early. That'd be really cool. I'd love to see that. I, I love that adventure, actually. I need to run it again with Worlds Out Number because I ran it with OSC back in the day when we actually, when I first started the channel, you were like one of the, one of the first videos was was talking to you. Um, so I got to do that one again. And so if you if you end up doing a special print run, I'm absolutely going to grab that. <laughs> yeah. I, I have other plans for Where the Grows Grow Salt. Like, I, uh, I have three small adventures that are in the same setting, we could say. Like, like they're not linking, uh, but there's some creatures and some character that come back yeah, into these like adventures. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would love to like finish writing them and maybe do like a Kickstarter for the for the tree like a bundle of the three smaller nice, adventures yeah. together. Yeah. But uh, I I think that will probably happen like next year if I if I get to it. <laughs> because uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean you work on you work on so much stuff I I totally get that. Just the <laughs> just the amount of ideas that you want to do versus how many you can actually feasibly do with the with the time you have. Yeah. Oh uh, my it's, it's getting so frustrating sometimes. <laughs> yeah. No, I I totally get it. I have like six or seven scripts written out and I'm like I just keep pushing some of them back. So I'm like, I just I'll do it next month and I'll just work on something easier and then like that month comes in, I'm like Next month again, I'll just I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> yeah. So I totally I totally I, get that. I try I try to keep my commissions work to a minimum to be mm -hmm. able to focus more like on project and stuff. But you know, yeah, you, I need to pay rent, so I yeah. need to take commissions too. And so yeah, that occupies a lot of my uh, creative time. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know if this is too personal a question in terms of financial stuff, but would you say that like, or like, would you say like commissions are like the best way for you to sort of make money like quickly versus working on projects and getting them out? Like, do you um, like are the sales from the projects that you get out more? Are those are those, I guess, more financially stable than commissions? Or is it better to just try and get commissions from patrons and other people? Well, actually, my, my main source of revenue is the, my Patreon. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I started my Patreon by back during Google Plus uh era and uh i've been steadily like uh working on it it's growing a number and stuff so that now now it's like uh half my revenue is coming from my patreon and yeah. which is really good because otherwise i would like to take like double the commission i take now absolutely and yeah yeah so i'm very thankful to everybody who will keep uh supporting me on patreon and you know i'm very generous Oh yeah, I tried to post a lot and like absolutely. <laughs> if there's if there's any RPG creators who are listening to this, uh, Evelyn puts out a load of art that you can just use in your work. Um, or if you're doing so, I asked you if you can do stuff for videos and stuff. Like, so you're pretty generous with the amount, of, and you put so much stuff out. I get I get emails every day of the of the art you're putting out. Um, so it is also a great way if people want good art for for a very very low price. Um, I would definitely yeah. look at Evelyn's Patreon, which I'll put in the the show notes. 
Um, <laughs> I, I'm uh, always like so happy and surprised when people like use of my illustration and uh, craft design out of them. Like, like yeah. uh, so that's always fun uh, to see how different people interpret different yeah. artwork. And so I, I like that. And uh, so, yeah, I, I would say like Patreon first, after that, uh, commissions and uh like selling a pdf it's it's not a lot of money like it's it's not a lot for me mm. uh, actually you know what this actually segues a little bit easily into one of the patron into one of my patron questions was um one of them really loves a lot of your art especially like your spooky stuff and they were actually curious if you ever planned on doing any merch or stuff like any selling t-shirts or sweatshirts or anything like with your art on it, if that was ever a thing that you were considering or looking at doing at some point for extra uh, extra I, did, I had like a, a red bubble page like a while like a like a while ago where i had t-shirts and and other stuff and but now i've removed everything except the stickers mm. but the thing is that how red bubble worked like it's really not profitable for me like i will make like ten dollars oh, a month wow. okay, you yeah. know like out of it so so i'm not very motivated to put stuff out, out there on, on yeah. that platform and uh like the, the right way will be to do like my own stores and sell stuff myself and ship things myself. Yeah. But that, that's also like a lot of work. So and, much and, work. And, yeah. and you know, right now I don't have the, the, the mind space uh, for that. But uh, recently somebody contacted me to do uh, stickers out of my uh, artwork. Like like they want to do like a, a sticker that change color depending on the temperature. Oh, that's so cool. That'd be <laughs> and, really fun. <laughs> Uh, so so yeah if, if people want to do like stuff with my art like merch and stuff like you can contact me i will be happy because that's something that i i, I don't like merch myself to end up but but if somebody else want to offer to do it i will be happy to to do that like also recently somebody uh contacted me to do like uh smaller wooden uh, miniatures uh like maple meeples yeah uh with uh characters of mine so i i need to work on that soon yeah, so I, it will be like a set of six uh, meeple miniatures with my art uh, for motherships, I think, or games oh, like mothership. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like, would, would that like, would that be the same? Sort? Would you just draw the art and they would just take that and translate it to meeples, or would you need to design it differently? Do you know, like, would it be a whole different process just to get into meeple form? Well, it's a bit like stickers. You need to be careful with like some of the empty space between like the arms or with the weapons yeah, like like you you need to think about the the contour shape of, of the illustration but uh yeah it's a very easy constraint to, to work cool um yeah well, i know one thing we both want to talk about because i was interested to hear uh your opinion on this was just uh what the uh, indie RPG space is, or slash the indie RPG sort of creator life is like post uh, Twitter implosion, um, or X implosion, I guess, at the time of this. <laughs> I don't know what it'll be like a year from now, which will probably be nothing, but. <laughs> oh, my. That's, uh, yeah, that's a big topic. I, I, I've been posting about that or talking a bit on social media, like a few occasions since the beginning of the year. Like I, I left Twitter early as after Musk took mm -hmm. over, uh, especially because I saw like a lot of transphobia, and so you know, like I was like, uh, for my mental health, I preferred not. Uh, Absolutely. 
deal with that. And uh, so I left. My, I went to Mastodon. It took me like three tries to get into Mastodon. Like, like the first two times I was uh, like, uh, what's going on there? How to uh, how to use the platform? But now now I, I, I grew back my network on, on Mastodon, uh, over a thousand okay. uh, followers. And uh, yeah, I enjoy the platform. It's it's very quiet, a bit too quiet. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm not looking for inviting or stuff like that. But but I, I I'm looking for maybe a bit more discussions and yeah. like uh, interaction between peoples. But uh, yeah, so much now I feel like there's less interaction than there was on Twitter, which is make like make it less a bit less interesting to post there. Yeah. But it's it's very cozy and quiet so there's also that you know i mean it's not like it's, it's not it's not a bad platform but uh yeah and uh yeah that that feel very different now i like i know that everybody's moving opening accounts and all the platform but yeah. who's using their account that's another question yeah like, yes. like, that's the thing like who's posting where like do you follow somebody and they never post and you're like oh maybe they're posting on another platform you know so like it's very difficult yeah. to, to, to to reconnect with people and absolutely yeah i think i think i haven't used mastodon because i remember looking at it for a little bit but I never, I never used twitter i've never i never had a twitter account um i was always more of a like a reddit reddit guy um but um, I think Meston's issue is that I think because it's not super easy to get into right away, I think in this day and age with how many people use online stuff, you need things so simply. Um, I think Meston's going to have issues growing like that. I know Blue Sky is the one a lot of people are talking about right now, but Blue Sky, I think, is still invite only, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong with that. I have really not been keeping up with all the... Things are moving so fast now because there's also that Reddit exodus to Tumblr, essentially, because the whole Reddit meltdown that happened with uh, them remo removing third-party apps because they were going to charge like $20 million to the third-party apps for their API. Yeah, that, that's So wild. we're in a weird period where like people don't really know where to go, which is kind of which you, I mean, I'm not telling you, but you know where how rough it is as a creator trying to promote stuff you're doing. If you don't know where your audience is, it's kind of hard to actually get people to hear what you're what you're doing and everything else you know yeah but yeah because it's not just you know like promoting a question of promotion promoting your stuff it's also a question of uh what is your art scene like 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 who who are you communicating with like who, who is your audience yeah and and like, like back if i go back during the uh, google plus osr time you know like i had like a good idea of, of who were the people active mm -hmm. in the scene, like what they were publishing. And so that was giving me like a context as a as a creator. I was I was, you know, like, oh, I would publish that. I know that it will maybe inspire that other person that I know that will do something. You know, there was like interaction. It was more yeah. meaningful to, to post. Yeah. Eventually the space also became like uh <laughs> toxic for yeah. different reasons. Yeah. But uh <laughs> But there, there was like a point where it was very like uh, inspiring on on the creation level, and, and I I found that a little bit back on Twitter, like like Twitter was was different naturally, but but you know also like uh, was interacting with uh, like people regularly and 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 feel and getting inspired by their ideas and. and inspiring back and now, but now these day when i publish something i feel like i'm throwing like a bottle into the ocean <laughs> yeah. and, and i i have no idea like who who's reading or who's yeah reading. 
No, absolutely. Okay. It, it really, it really is a weird time because I think at least for the last few years, at least the last like maybe five, seven years, it's just felt like there's been three companies online and that that's how it's going to be forever. But and which not to say that Twitter and Ray and all that stuff aren't, aren't going to keep going. They're going to be, they're going to be fine for a while. I mean, maybe on Twitter, but, um, but it is weird to see everybody going everywhere. I think, I wonder if discord might be one of the better places to start like trying to build communities a lot more since I am seeing a lot more people going to discord. People are getting more used to it. Um, but Discord's also weird because you have all these different servers. It can be hard to find stuff where, uh, I know people even looking for official discords of like RPGs don't even know how to find them. So I think the discovery on Discord still not necessarily the best way to go about it. Cause it's not really a social media platform like Twitter yeah. or any of those other ones. Um, well, what I, what, yeah. What I find difficult with Discord is that your attention is split into so many, uh, discord mm. like, like like you will I, you will be following like like games discord creator discord you'll be in them and there will be discussion that will just fly by you yeah and like, like it's difficult to to remain like uh, mm -hmm. engage and connected with people on, on a discord and, yeah i've heard that issue a lot Plus, I've no. This is my own personal issue I've found with a lot of discords that get big around like the two k amount. Is that moderators tend to not be able to actually moderate properly because there's just so much going on, so that people start leaving to smaller discords and you start fracturing across. So it, ha oh. it ends up having this big issue where you might be able to get a big community, but then that community might no longer be that easy to interact in anymore because there's just so many bad actors or just so many things going on that you can't keep yeah, up with anything yeah. like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but with, like like a good example, like for me, like it's the the good friend of Jackson Elias. Like mm -hmm. like uh, you know, I, this is where I turned contact with you, mm -hmm. where where we became friends. Yeah, and and I had like a bunch of good interaction there for a while, and at some point, like I was not able to keep up, and I kind of just like muted a bunch of channel and, yeah. and move it away. And when I came back, I, it was difficult to get back into discussions. And, yeah. And so yeah, now now I I I check on the channel like after an episode after they post an episode of their podcast, I will go there and check a bit and read a bit, and I I try to participate to their convention. But beside that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I I come I completely get that, and, and like and you're not alone. That I've talked to many people who are like I want to get into the or like or if people join my discord and they're like listen i like it but like i just got overwhelmed immediately by all the channels and i just left i couldn't i just could not handle <laughs> the just the amount of things going on and and, and my channel is not even that big so yeah the difference jackson the last one is huge too so you see 18 messages going by of a random thing and then it goes off to a different subject but yeah anything else that that you sort of because I, I guess this also feeds into a, a sort of older discussion i want to ask you about that i don't know really would have affected you that much um but we had the Twitter meltdown, which has affected a lot of things. But did the whole like Wizards of the Coast debacle, the OGL thing, did that affect you at all? Did that change anybody you knew? Because I know you you know a lot of people in the industry. I don't know if you have anything that at all affected you because you're you play five E, but like you're not like your stuff isn't necessarily five E only. You know, compared like with some people. Yeah, the, the I mean, for me, it kind of affected me in a positive way because I was I was contacted by people trying to do their own. Uh, OJ, OJL uh, thing and I was like okay you know some stuff are emerging from that that's interesting but uh, in the end the uh, wizard back in and back they went back in and yep. people quickly uh, were like oh 
5e let's go go back yeah. so i yeah. was like i was let down by that because i was i was me too i was hoping to see more diversity of games and, yeah. and stuff emerging from that but which uh, i still yeah. think it did um because I, I like you i actually saw a big bone like all my worlds that number videos skyrocketed in views same with all my dcc videos once that happened people were like i want to play other games so those all did really well during that era and then they went back on it and everything went back to to dropping again uh. um so i i i think there was there was a i think there was still a lot of people who did get out of that game but yeah i was kind of hoping the same thing where they would just stick to their guns as an idiot corporation um <laughs> but instead they went back on it and then just sent pinkertons after a random reviewer so oh, i don't know yeah. what they're doing over there but <laughs> it is it is mayhem <laughs> yeah yeah but 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 i bet i i bet that some people i've discovered on their game at least try them yeah so you know that's still positive, positive. <laughs> yeah and, and i mean and and i still think it's positive at least on the industry industry side even if it's not the consumer side because a lot of people just went oh this is a thing that can change we can't trust that this is like i think a lot of people took it as took it for granted that this this will be oh this will be this is a like forever monolithic agreement that we have and then like oh no we're still dealing with people who are going to try and make profits over profits at the end of the day you can't attach your products to which is the coast like i think a lot of people i think a lot of people still got out of it so at least there's a lot of people who are detaching themselves from the ogl which is still i think further diversifies what we're going to be seeing in the future yeah because i mean personally you know i always i've been like a, a proponent of trying to craft third-party content for mm -hmm. smaller games uh like taking inspiration from how it went well with uh, mothership and Mordborg. And I feel like the same formula could be applied to other, like, small, even smaller uh, game than that from people. And, and I wanted to do that, especially personally, I wanted to do it a lot for, like, games made by uh, trans people that I know that are a bit, like, more obscure to try to uh, say, well, if that game I've, like, three adventure, maybe somebody will more be tempted to, uh, to try Absolutely. it. Uh, but yeah, people uh, people are, are afraid of taking risks, especially because they're running Kickstarters and stuff. So yeah, and and it's just I mean the the money you make from the five E stuff. For uh, for example, um, I, I've done a lot. This will be the last time I talk about because I've done so much on it. But Crypt of the Devil Lich, they did a five E version and they did a DCC version. And I checked the Kickstarter after I was doing a bunch of stuff, and the five E sales at least on the PDFs, I think, were, like, I think, like, three times what the DCC ones were for a mainline DCC product, usually. So, I, I would, like, for a lot of people, for a lot of them on a financial on a financial scale, it's, like, we have to do the 5e stuff because it's just such a huge audience uh, compared to, compared to like, the the more indie stuff or just, you know, non-D&D stuff. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there's that weird effect. It's, like, uh, I watch a few videos about... Uh people that post painting videos of miniatures and they all have to talk about Game Workshop and Warhammer because they, if they don't put that in their video title, like their video will not yeah, just... do numbers. Yeah. yeah. At all. No, it's crazy all the things you have to keep in mind for a lot, a lot of stuff right now uh, online. It is, it, it is, it is pretty brutal uh, on a lot of different fronts. Um, uh, let's see here. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll just go to the other the other uh, patron question I had. Um, and this one's a bit of a broad question, so I. <laughs> uh, but they 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 essentially asked actually they asked two questions. Firstly, it was from Kraken who asked, uh, "Have you forgiven me yet for killing you guys in uh, that hole in the oak game I ran I ran for you?" He wanted to know if you were still holding any any resentment towards me for that. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I did, yeah, no, he, he was, he was just, he was just being a little, a little cheeky bastard. Uh, but the second thing you want to know was, uh, like, where do you draw inspiration from for your art? Because uh, I know you do so much different art, so you must have just so many different things you must draw from depending on the subject. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a that's a very proud question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think a, a lot of my initial inspiration were a bit from uh, like underground comic books, uh, and uh, I also drew a lot of inspiration from like uh, older. Uh, like art from like like old tapestries and like uh, like like mythological uh, art like like art that are more like uh, uh, like 2D if I can say like 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 art on pottery and stuff because I I was I really like like schematic like uh, character and stuff like that but uh, naturally I I have inspiration from all over the place like all kind of stuff and my style like did uh, mix all these things and these days i feel like i'm getting a bit more like realistic if in uh, not really not fully but but I, I i stylize a bit less like a tapestry like i was doing before. Mm -hmm. but uh and as for my inspirations uh i always try to tell like a little stories like like even when i design character i'm like okay which kind of item the clay that is like a bit unique and stuff and and so i i try to imagine myself like for myself like a little story that, that uh, about like creatures and characters and uh i yeah i i i really like to imagine also their, their personality and stuff so yeah. like, like for me there, i i would say it's maybe a bit like uh creating a tabletop uh you know like a rpg character in pieces mm -hmm. uh, like like and but i draw it instead of doing character sheet that's and, cool i actually uh, like that a lot yeah, yeah. yeah well i guess we all do like it's all about the storytelling at the end of the day for for the rpg mm -hmm. scene right so i guess it's just a different way to do it yeah i, I think i think it's a funny question just because also like the i mentioned it earlier but the his arrival was foretold like that's the inspiration for that is that meme right of like that that black cat oh, that's, in, yeah. that's in front of like the the mural the <laughs> which i thought which i thought was a very funny thing to, to base a, an rpg thing off of because um, i sent that to a friend and they're like oh evelyn actually has a has a has a scenario based off of this because i just said to them as, as a funny thing um so i just thought was, that was very funny yeah i yeah that was funny because that was I, like two years ago three years ago like i when i saw that meme i was like oh that that back that urban rooms like it's very inspiring <laughs> with the mural and stuff i was <laughs> like i wanted to do something for uh americano animales which is uh, like a like a, a hack of uh maketo monsters mm -hmm. uh but uh, we never did it and so later when there was liminal horror i was like oh yeah that wolf totally fit and i and i i, I dig that up from the past and i reworked <laughs> on it and i, I did scenario with it yeah, yeah. I, I i like the broad amount of inspiration from like greek vases to just memes to everything in between yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I i love also like a lot of uh, I love uh, like our movies a lot, like weird, like, like everything, like occult weird movie. Like I mean, like like when there's you know like reality is getting a bit weird, like yeah. kind of Silent Hill. That that's my favorite horror. <laughs> that's uh, your bread and butter. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I do. I do have one question. This might be the last one I have for you. 
Um, because this one, this one, I I think is interesting because I think anybody who does any sort of creation, regardless of what it is, I think deals with this. Um, but are there any like adventures or projects that you worked on that you're really proud of that you wish got a lot more attention than they actually did? Like in terms of like your usual attention, and then like, because I I had a this is I'll just as for my example. I don't know how, how well this video holds up now because it's been like I don't watch my videos. I, I I cringe. I can't. I can't. I literally cannot look <laughs> at my videos without cringing. Um, but I did a video a long time ago on like uh, an Australian horror film that I was like I put so much work into that one comparatively to everything else I'd done at the time, and it just died on release because it wasn't it wasn't RPG based, so none of my audience cared at all. Uh, so I was just like, damn it, <laughs> I put so much work into this, it, it like got it got nowhere near what I want. So I was just curious, do you have a like? Is there any project that pops in your head where you're like? I did a lot of stuff for this, and then it just kind of, I wish more people knew about it or more people, uh, you know, checked it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, I would say that uh, the great all, all of its processions and uh, also uh, uh, the Liminal Hour Adventure and the uh, Liminal High School, the Liminal Hour stuff I did. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, all the recent stuff I done since Twitter. Like that's the thing. Like I I oh, post yeah. them, and like I rarely receive like uh, comments coming back mm. towards me. Like I'm very happy that you did the review. Of, of, yeah, you know, no, I mean, I I that was also we loved it. Like my the groups I ran it for absolutely loved it. One well, of my friends bought it immediately because they were just like, "This is so cute," and also I'm really creeped out. Um, it was all those things where like they. It was it was also one of the most fun I've had like in that in that month when I ran games. That was a really really fun. The Great All Hallows Eve procession, super yeah, super I, fun. I was hoping some more discussion about it because uh you know I've my goal was to do like a rail world adventure that mm -hmm. is fun, and I was like oh that's that's an interesting uh, topic. I, I I was hoping that uh, it will make people talk about that a bit like uh, that kind of design. Yeah. But uh, yeah, beside your review, I did not hear any. Uh, feedback yeah. and for the the liminal horror stuff uh i know that it's being played in a convention and stuff and i was i i was really happy with that that because if that if the people that did run adventure did not tell me about it <laughs> like i will have told that nobody like uh, yeah engaged with, with the material and stuff so yeah for yeah. sure which is, which is a really hard feeling, yeah, when you put someone out there and then you feel like you don't get much engagement and you're like, did I just waste my fucking time <laughs> doing all this? Like, so, yeah. No. Game well, that feedback's you know, nice. I got enough experience to know that that's often when you don't hear feedback, there's always, like, people that appreciate it silently and, and yeah. like, play it sometime. And, and so, you know, I, I trust my work enough to, that yeah. to know that it will connect with people and... But uh, yeah, it's 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 different from you know when I did publish Where the Wish Grows Tall, and there was a review, and there was a, a Jason Cordova that did a podcast yes. episode on it, and a play, and also a play, uh, an actual play on. So so that was really like uh, <laughs> yeah. good for, for. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> we're going places. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, but uh, also there's a there's one of the very obscure adventure I did publish uh, that I've never heard about it or anyone playing is the sad blue house, which is a bit of a weird like uh, more poetic adventure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I will be somebody like. Uh, 
give me some feedback on that adventure. Yeah. What's that, what's that I, one I, about? I, uh, that's one. It's about. It's a weird adventure. It's about like a like a god uh, that that incarnate uh, themselves or in, as a as a human person, and and they they get into a small village or land and they try to live, but things don't go well, and eventually that god like refuse reality and everything like like and they just and they transform into a house oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fun i like that a lot and, and all the villagers are transformed into uh like chairs and table and stuff oh and, uh, that's cool uh, yeah yeah it's it's a very very slightly inspired by the french animation movie kiriku uh, because there was like a witch that was transforming people into like fetish object, like 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 uh, totems, kind of small totems yeah. and stuff. So so yeah, I really like that idea, and I I tried to like a little something with that. But yeah, it, I mean it's not. I I understand that it's not like one of it's not a, a playable friendly adventure. Like I did not design it like in yeah. a way like to be play like fully you know playable like i think i think a gm will need to uh do some work with it to to, to run it yeah but uh but still, i think i think the, the i think the concept is still uh, that the concept does sound really cool i do like i do like that a lot but yeah it reminds me a bit you know like there's some uh video game authors that do like uh, sometimes like a weird little small video game that they've a few interaction but it's very like, yeah symbolic. It's, it's like an art piece more than anything else yeah, yeah. <laughs> A bit, yeah, it's a bit lighter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's uh that's pretty much all we have time for. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that you want to plug at all, Evelyn. Um, I I really enjoyed talking with you. This is this is really fun, and I enjoyed uh and I enjoyed learning more about uh. <laughs> honestly, I I was really interested to hear the post Twitter stuff just because of how how big that was. Because I've seen so many people complaining about how difficult it's been since. Like, a lot of people have had very like melancholic views of like I'm glad this is happening in the sense of like, you know, fuck Musk, but also this is destroying my entire like you know my my livelihood and stuff so i was just yeah 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 it can be very harsh for people that were relying on it like to do like yeah uh, find clients for uh, yeah like commission stuff like 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 my my patreon really did help me to to get out <laughs> yeah but uh yeah uh if i can add that uh, i recently i've been thinking about uh like uh, trying maybe to form like a small group, uh, like a collective of authors, like uh, to publish together under like a like a collective name to to kind of gain context and meaning <laughs> for, yeah. for publications. So I've been thinking a bit about that. I'm a bit like still, uh, I'm not not scared, but uh, you know, like I, I'm prudent because I you know like working with other people, I'm afraid of uh, yeah like interpersonal uh, conflict or like yeah. difficulties and stuff so but but also had like a bunch of experience with that you know i did uh, some a lot of project with other people and stuff so i've learned i learned from that so i'm slowly warming up to that idea of trying to do uh, like a small uh, collective of with 
other alters and past. That'd be that really cool. Much. I'd be I'd be very excited to see that. Yeah, I totally get the being prudent though because you know I mean we actually I mentioned in the last podcast episode like the a thousand thousand island guys those those two guys that made those Southeast Asian zines broke up because of mm. whatever issues were going on with them. Um, so those things do happen. But I, th- I think strong communication and if you have a lot of experience like you have, I feel like you can overcome a lot of those issues as long as it's very clear you know the lines of who's doing what who's getting what um and what the what the deal is yeah yeah it's not it's not easy i no. but uh yeah i think it will be interesting if we see like some some stuff like that like uh, emerging from because i think that will help like that will feel like small islands and <laughs> that we can discover in that big usually yeah. but but yeah that that's, that's certainly prone to interpersonal conflict. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is which is sometimes you know it's not like out of like malice or everything. It's no. just like miscommunication, and everybody's is struggling these days. So yes. you know things are not easy. It's not. It is a. It is a hard time, no matter who you are. Um, and RPG authors and creators are already in a pretty intense industry in the best of times um and we are in some really weird times right now <laughs> yeah, so yeah. yeah so i think i think honestly i think the idea of a lot of people you know maybe come together to work on stuff together or do things as a collective i think is honestly something like that i think several rpg authors i could see wanting i think that could be a really good thing and also you know just getting all your names out there more uh, i think that, that could benefit everybody involved Oh, uh, about uh, talking about my project is the thing I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. I I did uh, write uh, an adventure uh, for the Chaos Crier design for the Black Sword Act that the next issue oh. will come, and I'm very happy with the result. I hope people will read it. Uh, so it's it's about uh, I I try to build up on what the publish and issue number zero about uh, the deep ones and but i'm trying to make a new faction of the one uh well i i wrote a new faction of deep one uh that that is uh relate differently to uh their uh their mutation and destiny and stuff oh, so i was cool. uh, yeah because because the big difference is that well you know, like in the Black Sword Army, you had chaos and balance and mm-hmm. uh, the law. So I was trying to do like a, like a faction of deep one hybrid that are aligned with the cosmic balance that they've they're trying to balance their uh, deep one and human nature. So oh, that's cool. uh, I, and I wrote a bunch of small like quests around that. So I'm curious to see how people will uh, enjoy that. And I did naturally. <laughs> i love that no that that's a, i like that thematically uh for deep ones so, i mean deep ones have been done so many times so i think i think having a little bit of a twist on them like that i think is an interesting way yeah. to sort of analyze them um, and, 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 and i really wanted to do something for the black sword act because the book is amazing and, yeah. and that's that's one example of a small game that i feel like it will be nice to support like third party content like for it and so well, that's kind of the official sign that from uh, the Mirror Mushman, Mushman, but still, it, I feel a bit like third party content. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I uh, I'm I've been hearing a lot of people talking about the Black Sword hack recently, so I'm 
I am excited to see that. I tend, whenever I tend to see your stuff, I tend to at least dig deeper, just because I find your art, whatever, like, I went through, like, I think I told you a while back, like, I went through Knock episode, or Knock number two, and I was just scrolling through, I was like, hey, Evelyn's here, and just saw your art through <laughs> different parts, <laughs> which sort of makes me stop on the, uh, on the blog post that they're on stuff. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Evelyn, this was really fun, I really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, I'd say to everybody who's listening, definitely join Evelyn's Patreon. Like I said, even if you aren't an RPG creator, it's a load of art you get all the time that's very awesome that you can use in your games and everything else. Um, and it's just really, really good stuff. And yeah, thank you so much, Evelyn. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was fun to talk. And uh, yeah, I, I love doing this kind of uh, chat. Yeah, just chatting about <laughs> RPG stuff with, yeah, yeah. with fellow nerds. Exactly. <laughs>